Happy Valentine's Day. This coming, this coming Wednesday. So, see, no make a date. I hope you fall in love with Jesus. Sino nagmamahal kay Jesus? Raise your hand, man. Kasi he first loved us. Yeah, that's the only reason you even tasted love because he first loved us. And I want to share with you today. Uh, actually, I think this is like number six. I just keep going as long as the Lord gives me something to share with you in our topic on the invisible war. Because, hey, friends, we are in a war. This is a real battle every day, and it shouldn't make you depressed. It should make you celebrate because it's a good fight of faith every time we win. Are you winning? I hope you experience victory upon victory. And did you know that victory begets victory? When you get a little small victory, you overcome a little, you know, an attitude that wasn't right, but you overcome that, then it just sets you up to overcome another bigger habit or ha- attitude. And you, you say no to one sin, and maybe there's still other sins that you're struggling with, but you, you overcome one, it just sets you up for a momentum to knock out the other sin and the other sin and, and different areas that Satan had been holding onto in your life with his stronghold. Will you tear down those strongholds? And you weaken the grip of the enemy on your life and on your family and in different attitudes and sins. And I tell you what, it's a celebration. So fighting the good fight of faith is not depressing for me. It excites me. And I love discovering new tools for victory. Wouldn't you like to have more and more ways to win? Today I want to share with you an unexpected way. To win. An unexpected way to win in this war. This is going to be a tool, a weapon that you've probably never thought existed. And it's coming from this scripture in Revelations chapter 12. If you look at Revelations chapter 12, it says that there's the accuser, the accuser, the devil. He's accusing the brothers and sisters day and night before God. You know, the devil is trying to condemn you. He wants, it's not God who wants to condemn his children. It's the devil. It's not the Holy Spirit that's, that's fault-finding with his own children. It's the devil pointing out. And it says that the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down. Amen. That's good. Uh, it's been thrown down. Italo. Yeah. And it says that they won. That's the brothers and sisters. They won. Everybody say, I win. I win. And they won with, with three tools here. Three things that, that were the, the, the ways how they would win. And the first one it says here, they won a victory over him by the blood of the lamb. Who's the lamb? Listen, it all starts and ends with Jesus, right? The blood of the Lamb. Dahil sa ginawa ni Jesus sa cross, he, he poured out blood. The nails, the whippings, the beatings, all of that, we call it the work of atonement. Yung kanyang finished work on the cross. That's our victory. Our faith in what Jesus did, not what we do. It's His sacrifice, not our sacrifice. We overcome 
sin and death because of the blood of the Lamb. Now, the next thing was the word of our testimony. The word of God on our lips. The word ng Diyos sa ating buhay and we share what happened. We tell other people. We tell them a one-verse evangelism, a personal testimony. We share the word of God and it goes out and the word of God goes into sound waves. Nakakarating sa tenga ng mga tao and faith comes by hearing. And faith is our victory. And there's one more thing. I, I, I would do a whole topic on each one of those. But I want to start with this one here. The next thing. This is unexpected. The other tool that was a part of their victory. It says here that they were willing to give up their lives and die. How did they win a victory over the accuser? Sinuko Another version says, well, it goes on to say they weren't, they were not in love with themselves. Taloka. The accuser will get you if you love yourself, your natural human, corrupted nature self. But they were not so in love with the world. They were not so in love with them, with their own lives. They were willing says to give up their lives and die. Sino nakakita ng corpse? Maliban sa, sa kabaon, mas sino nakakita ng tunay na dead body? Kaka, kaka, kakaiba, no? And if, if, when you go to the, nakikiramay, di ba? And then you, you would say, sometimes people don't know what to say. Pagandiyan sa funeral, you and you don't know what is appropriate to say he looks good he looks peaceful he died, she died happy I can tell but actually the, the Josie just put, put a smile you know but I mean sometimes you but what anong pagkakaiba ng corpse yung patay Kaysa sa buhay. Ano yung mga basic na differences between a dead person and a living person? Oh, there's breathing, gumagalaw. The blood is moving. How about this? Yung buhay may appetite. Ang patay, hindi nagre-reklamo kung malamig o, you know, uh, hindi mainit ang kanin. You know, they don't get hungry. So, the or probably yung buhay may damdamin. Can you hurt the feelings of a corpse? Pangit mo. You will never hurt his feelings. So these are differences. And, and there is a, a difference, a big difference between a dead person and a live person. Listen to this. You cannot hurt a dead person. Kurutin mo yan, hindi siya umaaray. Diba? Iinsultuhin mo, hindi masasakta ng kanyang damdamin. Imagine if you were dead, but alive. You would be bulletproof. You would be hurtproof. The devil could not entice you. The dead man cannot lust. He, does, he doesn't have greed. He doesn't get easily offended. 
Because he's dead. What if you were dead but living a life wherein Christ was the one in you, but you were just... Okay, here's, let me get to it. The word death in Bible doesn't mean the cessation of existence. Hindi big sabihin, you stop existing. Death simply means, sa salita, sa simpleng salita, it means a separation. When a person is pronounced dead, it happens because ang kanyang kaluluwa at katawan ay humiwalay. Right? Wala na siyang, I mean, probably you could make the body keep moving. But if the soul is gone, he's really dead. Even though his body is still moving. Kung umalis, kung nag-relocate ang kanyang spirit, wala na. Patay na yan. Technically dead. Brain dead. Minsan they call it brain dead. Sinong brain dead dito? No, wala. <laughs> but here's what it means. It means separated. Or kaya, here's another word. Death means you're disconnected from something. Or from some place. If you are disconnected from the earth, you are dead. It doesn't mean you stop. But you separated from your body. So you're not there. You're, you're separate. You're disconnected from it. Your SIM card. Sino hindi nag-load ng SIM card ng ilang buwan? Walang load, walang activity. And after so many months, that SIM card will be disconnected from the network. Right? And kahit may tumawag sa'yo, wala. It's cut off. They call it a dead SIM. And the physical body that is separated from its soul is dead. And it says here that there's a victory. There's an unexpected way to win the invisible war. Is when you die and are willing to die, you are willing to be disconnected from this old life of, of, that you were born with. This old self with the old desires, the selfish ambitions, the sinful appetites, when you are disconnected from, separated from that life of sin, then you have a great victory. Oh, Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified together with Christ. And it's no longer I who live. I'm, I'm disconnected from that. It's Christ who's living in me. And the life that I live right now in, in this body, in the, it's, it's not really I who's living. I'm dead. It's Christ who's living in me. I live by faith. The faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself, gave up his life, disconnected himself for a time from his throne and place in heaven, loved me and gave himself for me. So, I mean, Jesus, the Son of Man, didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give up his life as a ransom for many. You know, when you give up your life, there's a great power. There's a great victory. When you lay down your life, then you can pick it back up again, disconnected from all of the junk, all of the garbage, 
Listen to me. This is the first thing I want you to write down, that accepting Jesus means you die. It means dying to the old sin nature. Lahat tayo pinanganak na with a sin nature. We all really, you know, it comes through the, the male. It comes through the sperm, the seed. That's why Jesus didn't have it because he didn't have his father from sperm. He, his father was the Holy Spirit, you know. And so through the male, it passed from Adam all the way down to us and we are just born with a selfish, sinful nature that has a tendency to move away from God. Isaiah says, all of us, like sheep, gone astray. Each one of us turned to our own way. Kanyang kanyang weakness, kanyang kanyang sin, but we all have that. And Jesus said in Mark chapter 8, verse 34, 35, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. And later John, in John chapter 12, Jesus said in verse 24 that a kernel, um, buto, a kernel of wheat must fall to the ground, must be planted in the ground, in the soil. Unless it dies, it will be alone, but it's death. It's death. Come on. Blood of the Lamb, word of the testimony, and your death. It's death will produce. I hope you underlined that. Death will produce. Death will produce an unexpected way to win. The death to the old you, the old self, will produce a plentiful harvest of new lives. Amen. Oh, man. Wow. Take me to the cemetery. Because I'm after the victorious life. I want to win this war. I want to win this against the devil. You know, attacks in, in, in against my emotions and, and the old sin nature. And victorious life comes from DBR. What does DBR mean? It's, it's, it's not a formula. It's, not a, a, it's just a pattern. It's, the, it's a pattern that Jesus set for us. DBR. Death, burial, resurrection. One more time. Death, burial, resurrection. That's the gospel. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul said, this is the good news. It saves you that Christ died for our sins. Like the scripture says, he was buried and he rose from the dead. That dying, the burial of the old and the resurrection is our pattern for victory. <laughs> it's a pattern. And sabi ni Jesus, follow me. Paulit-ulit, laging sinasabi sa mga tao, follow me. And he doesn't mean follow me to the sorry-sorry store. You know, I'll show you where to buy wagwagan. And, no, he's, he means follow the pattern of my life. What I do, what I pre-enact, you will re-enact. When Jesus was baptized, he was pre-enact. 
acting. It wasn't just a religious ceremony. His baptism was a prophetic gesture of what he was going to do on the cross three years later. He's dying. I'll be buried. He went to the water and I'll be raised. It's the sign of Jonah. It's the prophetic sneak preview of what would be our victory source. And we have to follow that. We also have a death, a burial, and a resurrection. We die to that old rebel, that old sin nature. We died to that. Nang nakipag isa ka kay Cristo, you died. And listen to me. God does not want to change you. So many people think, well, you know, dami kong kasalanan, kailangan kong magbago. No, God doesn't want to change you. He wants to exchange you. The Christian life, Christianity, listen to me very carefully. Christianity is not about God making a bad people to become good. It's not about just moral behavior. One more time. Christianity is not about making bad people good. It's about making dead people alive. Ephesians 2 says you were actually already dead in your sins. What does, okay, what is the definition of death again? So you're dead. You're separated from God. I mean, this is literal. God was not lying when he told Adam on the very same day, on the very same day, not hundreds of years later, on the very same day that you eat from the tree of knowledge, you will die. Did Adam die? Physically, no. But God does this not lie. God didn't lie. He did die. He, he was separated from God. That's why God had to call for him. Where are you? So he did. It, in, in the God definition of death, he died. And the Bible says we're born basically dead. You were dead because of your sins. You're, you're alive. Kumikita. Branded, but cut away from God. But God made you alive with Christ. And that is what God wants to do. All the dead people, all the zombies in this city of San Fernando. zombies? Did you know we have a lot of zombies here? People that are not yet reconnected, they're disconnected from God. So by the Bible definition, they're dead because they're separated from God. And so they're dead. They're like zombies. They don't stop existing. They just are lacking the life. Unnecessarily. Because when you bring gospel, when you bring the good news, they can be reconnected to God. And it's not about making a bad person become morally good. It's about a dead person to become alive. He would become good later, you know, in the process. A dead person can never be a good person. 
They're just dead. Sabi mo sa sa body, sa corpse, sa kabaon, magayos ka. Sama ng attitude mo. Wala. Hindi niya magaga. A dead person can't do anything to improve himself. He first needs to have life. Now, this message might touch you or this message might be for you to understand what happened to you kung ikaw ay nakipag-isa kay Kristo. Kung tinanggap mo si Jesus, you did not meet him halfway. You did not do your part and God did his part. You can't do anything. God did it all. God cannot work with the old man. The old sinful nature has nothing good to contribute. Romans 7.18 says, Nothing good lives in my corrupt human nature. We must die and be buried. When you're buried, it's symbolized in water baptism. Dying is, re- is reenacting Christ's crucifixion. You repent and you are buried when you agree and submit to being overwhelmed, being baptized with the life of Christ. And that death that separated you gets buried. The old man, the old you, goodbye. Six feet under. But in the water, it's only about eight inches. When you come out of that water, by your faith in the cross of what Jesus did, you become alive. You're reconnected to God and he'll never, and the Bible says, you will nothing on heaven and earth, nothing can ever separate you. Okay, now if you understand the definition of death, what happened, separation, what if nothing could separate you? What is that? That's life. That's life, that's connection. That's a SIM card that never goes bad. Romans chapter 6, verse 2 to 6. It's a little bit long, but let's read this together. How can we who died to sin still live in it? All of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death. We died and were buried with Christ by baptism. Let's stop, pause just a moment. Is that past tense or future tense? We died, were buried. Is that something you still need to do in the future? No, if you're a Christian, you died. And you were buried with Christ when you, when you, not not the water, but at the occasion of your receiving Christ and receiving baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead, now we also may live new lives. You may live your new life. You can live your new life now. Our old sinful selves, it's old. You don't have a sinful self now. You don't have a sin nature now. And the Bible says it very clear. Our old sinful selves were crucified. You don't have to crucify yourself. It's impossible. I can do one hand, but how do you hammer your other hand? 
No one can crucify themselves. But God did that to you symbolically when you received Christ. It says you were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power. Hey, I like that. Victory, unexpected way. When you, cru- when you were crucified with Christ, you beat the accuser. Sin lost its power to condemn you, to judge you, to put marks on your record. <laughs> Is this helping anybody? I'm just trying to... And it, lose, and it says we are no longer slaves to sin. Friends, this is our victory. That, we, that sin no longer has a hold on us. Temptation is there, but it does not overpower you. No temptation has ceased you. No temptation has overtaken you, and you cannot overcome it. Sin is an option, but it's not an obligation. Are you hearing me? Because that part, there's no guilt. And the Bible says if you're in Christ, there is no condemnation. Whatever accusations the devil says against you, it does not stick. It does not hold up. Because you're dead. All right. Now, if I go to the RTC, the regional trial court here. Say, show me the list of the criminal cases. And what if I found the name of a, of a dead person who has a pending criminal case and a, a forthcoming hearing? What will the judge do for the case? And, and probably the evidence is against him. There's even an eyewitness. All the, all the evidence points that he's guilty. But the judge will find out, what will they do with that case? Case dismissed. You cannot prosecute a dead man. Right? He's dead. You're dead. You got track records. You got sin in your past, present, and maybe, hopefully not, but you have records of sin in your future even. But for a dead man, there is no case that can come against you because the wages of sin is death, and that death has already happened You were crucified with Christ. It is a true historical fact that you have died. It's a fact. It is history. It's his story. When you receive Christ, you accept his story that he died on the cross. And when he died, you reckon yourself dead narin. See, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, it says, He personally carried, inakunya, he carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin. What does dead mean? Separate from. So that we can be, he carried our sins so that we can be disconnected from our sins. Legally, disconnected from our sins. The sins are over there. And I am over here. Maski nagkasala ako, the death of Jesus separates me, disconnects me from the sin in a legal sense. Colossians 2.12 says, you were placed in the tomb. 
Okay, sa modern style na ngayon, it's in the cemetery. Or in the morgue. You were placed in the tomb with Christ through baptism. And you were also brought back to life. Parang, it's like this, friends. Nakiki-ride on tayo. Nakiki-follow kay Jesus. Yung kanyang pattern of death, burial, and resurrection. So here's another point. Write this down and practice it daily. Consider yourself. Consider yourself already dead. Consider yourself already dead to sin. And don't forget what it means, already disconnected from sin. When there's a temptation, don't have the attitude that, ooh, I really, really want to do that. Yung bawal, yan ang masarap. Oh, I, 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 that's, that's me. That's what I want. Pero alam ko bawal, so I'm trying hard not to, not to be myself. I'm trying hard not to, not to fulfill what I really want. No. Ibaan, ibaan mo ang style. When there's a temptation, you say, that is not me. I'm dead to sin. I'm disconnected from that. That does not share my life. That is not my heart's desire. It seems attractive, but it's a lie. It seems good, but it's not from God. It's not hindi para sa akin. I consider myself already disconnected from sin. Romans, 8, Romans 6.11 says, Think of yourself as, or reckon yourselves as, dead. Sabihin mo sa katabi mo, Hello, dead man. Hello, dead woman. <laughs> Don't say, I hope you die. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a confusing topic, so careful on the quotations. Huh? But I'm, I'm always linking back to this Bible definition of disconnected, of separated from sin. Consider yourself as dead as far as sin is concerned but alive in fellowship with God. Now, the word there, reckon, the, the Greek word is logizomai. Sounds like logic. Logizomai. It means to logic, to, to reason. It, it's actually an accounting terminology. It actually means to account, to compute to take into account. It means to come to the bottom line conclusion that you are dead. Account it. Account yourself. Assign the reality and the conclusion that I am once and for all disconnected from sin. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. Consider yourself already acceptable to God. If you considered yourself already dead to sin because of Christ, now you have to also recognize na hindi lang nakikiride on ka sa kamatayan ni Jesus at sa kanyang libingan, but it's not finished. Nakikiride on din tayo sa kanyang resurrection. And in His resurrection, He is acceptable to God. He is worthy 
when Jesus came out of the water of baptism, the voice from heaven said, This is my beloved son. I am well pleased with him. Why is Jesus being, why is he so acceptable to the Father after that baptism? Why not before the baptism? Because Jesus had to pre-enact the victory tool, the death, burial, and resurrection. And friends, when you come out of that water, when you receive Christ and come into his death and submit to his burial and, and ride on with his resurrection, the same message of the Father to Jesus applies to you. This is my beloved son. You're my beloved daughter. You are already, consider yourself already alive to God. The Bible says in Colossians 3, verse 1 to 5, Since you have been raised to life with Christ, set your heart on the things above where Christ is. For you have died. I mean, it's ulit, ulit sa New Testament. It's always past tense. It's not something you still need to accomplish. It's a finished past tense, ED, finished work of Christ. You have died. And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. He's keeping you. Nakatago ka, nakareserve ka. Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead. Wow. You're actually hidden with Christ in God? Think of yourself as a dual citizen. Oh, like Zion, he's a dual citizen. He has a citizenship on this Philippine, in the Philippines, but he also has a citizenship in America. You're a dual citizen too because you have one foot, your body and your daily existence on earth for a while. But you're really already positioned with Christ in God. Death should not be a big issue for you. If you're a Christian, death is not a big issue. You're just waiting. And if you're here, Sabini ni Paul, for me to live, it's Christ. To die, bonus. You know, gain. How would your lifestyle change? Tanong ko, how would your lifestyle change if you saw yourself? Ang pagtingin mo sa sarili mo, ang pagconsider sa buhay mo is you are partially, actually, in heaven right now. And it's only a, 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 a part of your body on earth. I thought about showing you a clip from that movie, Avatar. And if you have you ever seen that movie, Avatar, he was in one place, but he went into another, like a, another body and was going around there. So he was actually in two places. His consciousness pumasok doon sa isa pang katawan. I don't know if this, are, this is very hard to understand, but the Bible says it. I have to believe it. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So here's what I want you to do. 
keep your body and soul under submission to the Spirit. If your spirit is with Christ in God, he's in a higher position than earth. So your body and soul must submit. If there's a board meeting and there's the different parts of you, yung katawan, present, <laughs> you know, director, soul, present, spirit, present, dapat ang vote, ang last say sa mga decisions ng buhay is si spirit, hindi si katawan. Hindi si emotion. Hindi rin si logic. Ang manguuna, ang chairman of the board, ang bossing doon is the spirit. That's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9.27, I keep my body under control and make it my slave so I won't lose out. Going on Romans 13.14, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Alam mo, if I make provisions, the word there is provide. Parang pino-provide ko ng transportation, accommodations, uh, meals, you know, um, everything. No, but you don't make provision. You don't give sin or you don't give the sin nature any allowances. Don't give any options to live that life. You are disconnected from sin. You're alive to God. So don't make any provisions for the flesh. You don't entertain. Don't entertain the visitation of sin. He's an unwelcome visitor. He's not a permanent resident in you. He's already kicked out. All right? He's already he already has been crucified, has been separated from you. So that old man, that old rebellious sin nature is not a part of your entity anymore. So don't make provisions. Don't say, well, tao lang naman ako, wala kong choice. No, you don't make any provisions. Don't schedule sin for your week. There is no provisions. There's no opening. Only the Lord Jesus has reservations. You make all the arrangements for the Spirit. That's what it means to walk in the Spirit. And when you walk in the Spirit, you just don't have any openings. You have no provisions for the flesh. Am I helping anybody? Expect, the next thing is expect to lose the attraction for sin. You expect that. Consider yourselves alive to God, dead to sin. Now you can expect that the former things that you like to do, the former sins that you were attracted to, you will lose those appetites. Philippians 3.10 says, I want to become like him by sharing his death. Man, this is victory. You're going to whip Satan just by dying and separating from that sin nature. The result is that you expect sin has no more appeal. Hindi na attractive. Yung response mo sa temptation, yung responses mo sa opportunity to sin is, dina dead mamo. You know, yung patay, can you tempt him with a donut? Oh, Jacobs. Gusto mo? 
Wala. Anong response? The response that you should have to sin is the same response that a dead man has to Rocky Road ice cream. No effect. No effect. It's not attractive. No, you're dead. I'm not attracted to that. You're dead to sin. The way you relate to temptation and sin is the same way that you relate to something when you're dead. Just, voila. That is not a part of me. I have no interest to go in that direction. And Romans 8, verse 12 to 13 says, We must not live to satisfy our desires. That way of living leads to certain spiritual death. The best thing to do, this is a message, the best thing to do is give it a decent burial and get on with your new life. I like that. You know, regarding the sins, the best thing to do is not hide it, feel guilty about it, you know, try not to show your churchmates. Just give it a decent burial and move on with who you really are. Get rid of, here's another one, get rid of the old man's junk. What does that mean? The old man, the old sinful man, the old sinful you. Yung, yung mga actions niya, attitudes niya, yung kanya mga ways and behaviors and mindsets. Get rid of all of the old, anything associated with the old man. Just get rid of it. You know, my father was renting a house before. Meron siyang bahay na pinapa-upa. And the tenants there, yung boarders na umupa sa bahay, they were um, not responsible. So, hindi sila nag-take care ng bahay. Parang they, they trashed it. Ang uh, dumi, laging may, may, may aso sa loob, pinapasok, so tumai sa carpet and everything. And then, they... Um, they didn't pay their rent ng matagal. Laging may excuse, ganyan, pero actually parang walang balak na magbayan. Tamad. Pero ang dami nilang mga gadgets binibili ng mga PlayStation, you know, TV. So, ma-afford naman sila ng mga things, mga toys, pero hindi sila nagbabayan ng rent. Well, to long story short, eventually, they were evicted. My father had to let them be kicked out. Alam mo evicted. So they were evicted and pinalitan niya yung lock sa door. Well, hindi sila nakapag-clean up. Siyempre, evicted na. So, ang daming mga junk kano doon pa. Even yung mga magazine nila, yung mga beer cans nila, lahat ng mga junk nila nando doon pa in my father's house. And I helped my dad go there and clean it out. And we had to throw away all of those junks. There were a few valuables that we took and used it for our own purpose. But most of it was junk. And I think that's how it is when Jesus comes in to your life. Christ is, Christ is the owner of your body. He's the owner. And he has to, he kick, when he comes in, he kicks out. He evicts the sinful man, the sin nature. And now there's a little work to do. Christ is in you, the hope of glory. But there's a little work to do. You've got to fight and kick out and throw away a lot of junk. Old mindsets, old habits, old ways. 
right? So it says in Ephesians 4.22, throw off your old sinful nature and your former, not current, your former way of life, which is corrupted. Get rid of the old man's junk. Colossians 3, 9 and 10, you have stripped off the old nature with its practices and you have clothed yourself with the new nature, which is being renewed. See? No more old nature, new nature, and it's being renewed. It's being cleaned up, consistent with the image of the one who created it. So put on the new creation clothes. Last thing there is put on the new creation Kung sino mang nakipag-isa kay Kristo, he's a new creation. And the new creation has clothes. They're called, it's called righteousness. It's called a robe of righteousness. And it says in Romans 6.13, Offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of the world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. The Bible says we are a temple. 1 Corinthians 6. Where your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. You are a walking worship hall. You bring the worship service to work each day. View your body as a place of worship. That's your reasonable, logical service. The Holy Spirit is your your temple. You have new creation thoughts. You have new creation desires, appetites. So friends, where are you? Are you alive or are you dead? If you're alive, I hope you separate. From the former sin nature. And if you're dead, I want you this week to practice considering yourself disconnected from sin. Disconnected from the hawak ni Satan sa buhay mo. And that death that you remember. That How many of you were baptized? All right, wow, great. You know, that water baptism was a gift. Almost like a wedding ceremony. Almost like that. It doesn't make your relationship, but it helps you remember it. See, it helps you remember. Oh, I was wet. I went to, I was buried with Christ. I was, so you reckon, lage. You always recall that you have died. You were buried. You are risen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you that you brought Jesus to set the pattern for us, a pattern that leads straight to victory. And we overcame the accuser by the blood of the Lamb Jesus and by the word of our testimony and by the death that we did not hold on to. We did not love so much our own lives, but we laid them down. Lord, we are willing to die to the old, to disconnect from and separate from that whole life of sin rebellion the former way of thinking and in that death you bring us to new life a victorious life no temptations are are obligating us 
no sin is sticks on our records the power of sin has been broken and we are dead to sin we are separated from it and we are alive to you we are seated with you we are in you and you are in us and Lord help us to walk every day with the awareness that you are in us our vessel is your temple and that we walk and we're a mobile worship hall on the move we bring the experience of the gospel everywhere we go we export worship into the venues that we work and live in Father, thank you that because we are connected, we are alive unto you, we no longer have attraction. We no longer have an obligation to live to please our sinful selves. Whatever things that we find attractive, we just remember. That's, if it's not of you, we don't need it doesn't fit us so thank you lord for transforming our mindset and right thinking will lead us to right living and for your glory we shall overcome all of the traps of the enemy in jesus name do you receive it do you receive it today sabin mo i'm alive to god